Morning prayer begins on page three. O send out thy light and thy truth that they may lead me and bring me unto thy holy hill and to thy dwelling. O Lord, open thou our lips. And our mouth shall show forth thy praise. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. For the Vanity Psalm 95 on page 459. O come, let us sing unto the Lord. Let us heartily rejoice in the strength of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving and show ourselves glad in him with psalms. For the Lord is a great God and a great King above all gods. In his hand are all the corners of the earth and the strength of the hills is his also. The sea is his and he made it and his hands prepared the dry land. O come, let us worship and fall down and kneel before the Lord our Maker. For he is the Lord our God, and we are the people of his pasture and the sheep of his hand. Today, if you will hear his voice, harden not your hearts, as in the provocation and as in the day of temptation in the wilderness. When your fathers tempted me, proved me, and saw my works. Forty years long was I grieved with this generation and said, It is the people that do err in their hearts, for they have not known my ways unto whom I swear in my wrath that they should not enter into my rest. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. <clears throat> Psalms 2 and 3, beginning on page 345. Why did the heathen so furiously rage together? And why do the people imagine a vain thing? The kings of the earth stand up, and the rulers take counsel together against the Lord and against his anointed. Let us break their bonds asunder and cast away their cords from us. He that dwelleth in heaven shall laugh them to scorn. The Lord shall have them in derision. Then shall he speak unto them in his wrath and vex them in his sore displeasure. Yet have I set my king upon my holy hill of Zion. I will rehearse the decree. The Lord has said unto me, Thou art my son, this day have I begotten thee. Desire of me, and I shall give thee the nations for thine inheritance, and the utmost parts of the earth for thy possession. Thou shalt bruise them with the rod of iron, and break them in pieces like a potter's vessel. Be wise now, therefore, O ye kings, be instructed, that ye that are judges of the earth. Serve the Lord in fear, and rejoice unto him with reverence. Kiss the Son, lest he be angry, and so ye perish from the right way, if his wrath be kindled, yea, but a little. Blessed are all they that put their trust in him. Lord, how they are increased that trouble me. Many are they that rise up against me. Many one there be that say of my soul, There is no help for him in his God. But thou, O Lord, art my defender, thou art my worship and the lifter up of my head. I did call upon the Lord with my voice, and he heard me out of his holy hill. I laid me down and slept and rose up again, for the Lord sustained me. 
I will not be afraid for ten thousands of the people that have set themselves against me round about. Up, Lord, and help me, O my God, for thou smitest all mine enemies upon the cheekbone. Thou hast broken the teeth of the ungodly. Salvation belongeth unto the Lord, and thy blessing is upon thy people. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here begins the tenth chapter of the second book of Kings. Now Ahab had seventy sons in Samaria, and Jehu wrote and sent letters to Samaria to the rulers of Jezreel, to the elders, and to those who reared Ahab's sons, saying, Now, as soon as this letter comes to you, since your master's sons are with you, and you have chariots and horses, and a fortified city also, and weapons, choose the best qualified of your master's sons, set him on his father's throne, and fight for your master's house. But they were exceedingly afraid, and said, Look, two kings could not stand up to him, how then can we stand? And he who was in charge of the house, and he who was in charge of the city, the elders also, and those who reared the sons, sent to Jehu, saying, we are your servants, we will do all you tell us, but we will not make anyone king do what is good in your sight. Then he wrote a second letter to them, saying, If you are for me and will obey my voice, take the heads of the men, your master's sons, and come to me at Jezreel by this time tomorrow. Now the king's sons, seventy persons, were with the great men of the city who were rearing them. So it was when the letter came to them that they took the king's sons and slaughtered seventy persons put their heads in baskets and sent them to him at jezreel then a messenger came and told him saying they have brought the heads of the king's sons and he said lay them in two heaps at the entrance of the gate until morning so it was in the morning that he went out and stood and said to all the people, You are righteous, indeed I conspired against my master and killed him, but who killed all these? Know now that nothing shall fall to the earth of the word of the Lord, which the Lord spoke concerning the house of Ahab. For the Lord has done what he spoke by his servant Elijah. So Jehu killed all who remained of the house of Ahab and Jezreel, and all his great men, and his close acquaintances, and his priests, until he left him none remaining. And he arose and departed and went to Samaria. On the way at Beth-Eked of the shepherds, Jehu met with the brothers of Ahaziah, king of Judah, and said, Who are you? So they answered, We are the brothers of Ahaziah. We have come down to greet the sons of the king and the sons of the queen mother. And he said, Take them alive. So they took them alive and killed them at the well of Beth-Eked, forty-two men, and he left none of them. Now when he departed from there, he met Jehonadab, the son of Rechab, coming to meet him, and he greeted him and said to him, Is your heart right, as my heart is toward your heart? And Jehonadab answered, It is. Jehu said, If it is, give me your hand. So he gave him his hand, and he took him up to him into the chariot. Then he said, Come with me, and see my zeal for the Lord. So they had him ride in his chariot. And when he came to Samaria, he killed all who remained to Ahab in Samaria, till he had destroyed them according to the word of the Lord which he spoke to Elijah. 
Then Jehu gathered all the people together and said to them, Ahab served Baal a little, Jehu will serve him much. Now, therefore, call to me all the prophets of Baal, all his servants and all his priests. Let no one be missing, for I have a great sacrifice for Baal. Whoever is missing shall not live. But Jehu acted deceptively with the intent of destroying the worshipers of Baal. And Jehu said, proclaim a solemn assembly for Baal. So they proclaimed it. Then Jehu sent throughout all Israel and all the worshipers of Baal came so that there was not a man left who did not come. So they came to the temple of Baal and the temple of Baal was full from one end to the other. And he said to the one in charge of the wardrobe, bring out vestments for all the worshipers of Baal. So he brought out vestments for them. Then Jehu and Jehonadab, the son of Rechab, went into the temple of Baal and said to the worshipers of Baal, Search and see that no servants of the Lord are here with you, but only the worshipers of Baal. So they went in to offer sacrifices and burnt offerings. Now Jehu had appointed for himself 80 men on the outside and had said, If any one of the men whom I have brought into your hands escapes, whoever lets him escape, it shall be his life for the life of the other. Now it happened as soon as he had made an end of offering the burnt offering that Jehu said to the guard and to the captains, go in and kill them, let no one come out. And they killed them with the edge of the sword. Then the guards and the officers threw them out and went into the inner room of the temple of Baal and they brought the sacred pillars out of the temple of Baal and burned them. Then they broke down the sacred pillar of Baal and tore down the temple of Baal and made it a refuse dump to this day. Thus Jehu destroyed Baal from Israel. However, Jehu did not turn away from the sins of Jeroboam, the son of Nebat, who had made Israel sin, that is, from the golden calves that were at Bethel and Dan. And the Lord said to Jehu, because you have done well in doing what is right in my sight and have done to the house of Ahab, all that was in my heart, your son shall sit on the throne of Israel to the fourth generation. But Jehu took no heed to walk in the law of the Lord, God of Israel, with all his heart, for he did not depart from the sins of Jeroboam, who had made Israel sin. In those days, the Lord began to cut off parts of Israel, and Hazael conquered them in all the territory of Israel, from the Jordan eastward, all the land of Gilead, Gad, Reuben, and Manasseh, from Aror, which is by the river Arnon, including Gilead and Bashan. Now the rest of the acts of Jehu, all that he did, and all his might, are they not written in the book of the Chronicles of the Kings of Israel? So Jehu rested with his fathers, and they buried him in Samaria. Then Jehoahaz, his son, reigned in his place. And the period that Jehu reigned over Israel in Samaria was 28 years. Here ends the first lesson. Benedictus S. on page 11. Blessed art thou, O Lord God of our fathers, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou for the name of thy majesty, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the temple of thy holiness, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou that beholdest the depths and dwellest between the cherubim, praised and exalted above all forever. 
Blessed art thou in the glorious throne of thy kingdom, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the firmament of heaven, praised and exalted above all forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here begins the second epistle to Timothy. Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ, by the will of God, according to the promise of life which is in Christ Jesus, to Timothy, a beloved son. Grace, mercy, and peace from God the Father and Christ Jesus our Lord. I thank God, whom I serve with a pure conscience, as my forefathers did, as without ceasing I remember you in my prayers night and day, greatly desiring to see you, being mindful of your tears, that I may be filled with joy when I call to remembrance the genuine faith that is in you, which dwelt first in your grandmother Lois and your mother Eunice, and I am persuaded is in you also. Therefore, I remind you to stir up the gift of God, which is in you through the laying on of my hands. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Therefore, do not be ashamed of the testimony of our Lord, nor of me, his prisoner, but share with me in the sufferings for the gospel according to the power of God, who has saved us and called us with a holy calling, not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace, which was given to us in Christ Jesus before time began, but has now been revealed by the appearing of our Savior Jesus Christ, who has abolished death and brought life and immortality to light through the gospel, to which I was appointed a preacher, an apostle, and a teacher of the Gentiles. For this reason I also suffer these things. Nevertheless, I am not ashamed, for I know whom I have believed and am persuaded that he is able to keep what I have committed to him until that day. Hold fast the pattern of sound words which you have heard from me in faith and love which are in Christ Jesus. That good thing which was committed to you, keep by the Holy Spirit who dwells in us. This you know that all those in Asia have turned away from me, among whom are Phagellus and Hermogenes. The Lord grant mercy to the household of Onesophorus, for he often refreshed me and was not ashamed of my chain. But when he arrived in Rome, he sought me out very zealously and found me. The Lord grant to him that he may find mercy from the Lord in that day. And you know very well how many ways he ministered to me at Ephesus. Here ends the second lesson. The shorter form of Benedictus on page 14. Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he hath visited and redeemed his people, and hath raised up a mighty salvation for us in the house of his servant David, as he spake by the mouth of his holy prophets, which have been since the world began, that we should be saved from our enemies and from the hand of all that hate us. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, 
suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us. And grant us thy salvation. O God, may clean our hearts within us. And take not thy Holy Spirit from us. Grant we beseech thee, merciful Lord, to thy faithful people, pardon and peace. They may be cleansed from all their sins and serve thee with a quiet mind through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. O God, who art the author of peace and lover of concord, in knowledge of whom standeth the eternal life, whose service is perfect freedom, defend us, thy humble servants, and all the salts of our enemies, that we, surely trusting in thy defense, may not fear the power of any adversaries, through the might of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O Lord, our Heavenly Father, almighty and everlasting God, who hast safely brought us to the beginning of this day, defend us in the same with thy mighty power, and grant that this day we fall into no sin, neither run into any kind of danger, but that all our doings being ordered by thy governance may be righteous in thy sight through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Morning to all. We have uh, today the sort of justice vengeance carried out by the zealous Jehu. And we should remember again when we're reading these narratives that um, the mere fact that the Bible describes something doesn't mean that it... Uh, <clears throat> excuse me, that it approves of everything uh, in particular that somebody's doing. Uh, Jehu does seem to go beyond uh, the, the strict judgment in the house of Ahab to sort of, you know, uh, be willing to take out anybody who had any remote connection with the house of Ahab. And we also see in Jehu a, a, a certain hypocrisy that, that we, can, um, we can later kind of connect with um, the New Testament Pharisee, where there's a great zeal. That word zeal is significant because it's a word that comes over into the New Testament that the Pharisees were righteous because their zeal for the Torah made them righteous. And, and Jehu has great zeal for the Lord <clears throat> to root out the the, uh, the Baal cult. Uh, but of course, at the end of the chapter, we get, you know, he, he, he didn't really root out his own the, the, the more ordinary sin that was present in Israel, the idols at Dan and Bethel <clears throat> that regularly undermined um, Israel's life and is, and is actually those idols are um, leading a, on a slow march to judgment that's coming uh, in less than 100 years for Israel from, well, about a little over 100 years from Jehu's time. 
we note here that the Baal cult was very, very serious. It was devotion to a pagan god, a wholehearted devotion to a pagan god, whereas the idols at Dan and Bethel are serious sin, but they're more those kinds of, of compromises that we kind of embrace in our lives and fit them into our worship of God. And we can name the name of Jesus, but have certain local compromises. And um, <clears throat> the analogy from, from um, Jehu's life is that we should root out from our lives very um, you know, firmly any connection to things that are overtly pagan, you know, horoscopes, uh, any kind of uh, devotion to any kind of thing that's outside the realm of, of, of the worship of God and Christ through the Holy Spirit. But that as we <clears throat> are clear about that opposition, we, we shouldn't let that blind us to our own more minor compromises. And um, our zeal outward must be matched by a willingness to self-examine over how we're living our life in devotion to Christ, because we have a lot of the same kind of um, hypocrisies possible for Christians. We're all zealous about this obvious evil in the world that we're railing against, and yet not being aware of our own uh, sort of compromises that we uh, protect and, and perpetuate, but are equally damaging, to, well, they're damaging the spiritual life. When we go over into the New Testament, we have an interesting connection because um, it seems that uh, Timothy, who's uh, St. Paul's, uh, you know, designated uh, person uh, in, his, in ministry, and he writes to him because he seems to be sort of the opposite of Jehu, um, that he is a little bit timid and shy, and, and St. Paul is encouraging him. And the word stir up here means... Um, he says that you stir up the gift that is in you. It relates to the idea of zeal. That is, you may be flagging in your zeal for light, for God, and for ministry. Stir it up because God hasn't given us a spirit of timidity, but of of of, of love and a sound mind. And and so um, Timothy needed to be encouraged to be zealous, whereas Jehu did not need to be encouraged to be zealous. Um, but it also highlights that. Um, God works through people like Timothy who may not be naturally, you know, outward, outgoing. Um, you know, St. Paul says we have this treasure in earthen vessels. And the zeal, this is kind of the maybe another kind of connection here, is that um, the zeal in the New Testament is for the cross. Uh, and St. Paul mentions that to share in the sufferings. And the sufferings are um, our own life of repentance and faith, this working on our own self-examination, self purifying our own motives, and then living. We're not going to live in a world where we, like Jehu, get to go out and slaughter all our enemies. Uh, we're, as, when we're connected to Christ, we're living as, a, as people who, are, who share the suffering of Christ, the opposition from a world that does not want to bow the knee to, to Jesus as Lord. And so that's, that's the posture uh, we have, and so we have to remember to to stir up and, and remain. Uh, when, uh, Timothy's um, Saint Paul's telling him to stir up the gift. He's thinking about his ordination gift when he laid his hands on him. We can also think about for us stirring up our own baptismal gift of the Spirit when we're, when we're flagging in zeal and be zealous to to um, walk in the way of the cross. And Saint Paul mentions at the end the people who've abandoned him, uh, Phygelus and Herm Hermogenes, and this is part of the nature of ministry. You, As you're fighting for things, as you're 
persevering in the faith. Sometimes people just kind of abandon uh, ship and that can be very discouraging. But um, that's part of, as Jesus had Judas, that's part of the way we have to kind of persevere. And so it's a reminder that uh, we, we want um, Jehu's zeal, but we want that self-reflection, that humility that comes from the cross that realizes the first movement of our opposition to sin is in our own hearts. And then we're witnessing in the world with a greater sense of love, not those bad people versus us good people, but realizing that we're we're standing for Christ and we're bearing witness to him in the world and with, with and and persevering with all that means in terms of of opposing evil but also uh, being faithful in the good and accepting that opposition that comes as, as part and parcel of that vocation so a few thoughts about today's lessons we'll continue with the um prayer for all conditions of men on page 18. O God, the creator and preserve of all mankind, we humbly beseech thee for all sorts and conditions of men, that thou wouldest be pleased to make thy ways known unto them, thy saving health unto all nations. More especially, we pray for thy holy church universal, that it may be so guided and governed by thy good spirit, that all who profess and call themselves Christians may be led into the way of truth and hold the faith and unity of spirit and the bond of peace and in righteousness of life. Finally, we commend to thy fatherly goodness all those who are anyways afflicted or distressed in mind, body, or estate. We bless thee for our creation excuse me, that it may please you to comfort them, relieve them according to their several necessities, giving them patience under their sufferings and a happy issue of all their afflictions. And this we beg for Jesus Christ's sake. Amen. Together the thanksgiving. Almighty God, Father of all mercies, we then unworthy servants to give thee most humble and hearty thanks for all thy goodness and loving kindness to us and to all men. We bless thee for our creation, preservation, and all the blessings of this life, but above all for thine inestimable love and the redemption of the world by our Lord Jesus Christ, for the means of grace and for the hope of glory. And we beseech thee, give us that due sense of all thy mercies, that our hearts may be unfeignedly thankful, and that we show forth thy praise not only with our lips but in our lives, by giving up ourselves to thy service and by walking before thee in holiness and righteousness all our days, through Jesus Christ our Lord, to whom with thee and the Holy Ghost be all honor and glory, world without end. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost with us all evermore. Amen. Good with you all. Prepare this morning. Have a great you. start of the week. Peace. Thank you, Bishop. Thank you. Thank you. Bye, everybody.